Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I'm trying to get our players to listen to me instead of listening to you guys. Mackey and Judd. It's like poison. You know what I mean? It's like taking poison. On 1500 ESPN. Unsolicited advice we deem important. You, on the other hand, might not. Information so good, you're encouraged to write that down. From Mackie and Judd. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, this is it. This is our final write that down session of the 2017 year. Bagging titles on the line. Slugging percentage titles oh, for, on the line. For some of us, let's make that clear. Well, listen. The I don't think I'm in the batting title race, and I know I'm not in the slugging percentage race. Well, let me put it this way. A total of like 20 things came off the board, a lot of them for you in this last week because it's toward the end of the year. So you just need you need hits. You need a, you need a hit streak here. <laughs> all right. You're only behind by, I don't know, like 100 points in the batting title okay, race. Okay, all right. So if you have a good week in this accountability session, you're right back in it with more things maybe coming off the board. Just don't get discouraged, okay, until we go through the Write That Down accountability session. This is where we keep track of our predictions, unlike most shows uh, in the country. Let's start with Dave Harrigan here. He said Aaron Rodgers will play against the Vikings on December 23rd. He said, now, it's bad luck there because he he's healthy enough to do it. They put him on IR, but he's healthy enough to do it. Uh, Andrew Wiggins will have a 30-point outburst sometime in the next two games. Nope. He had like nine one night. He did. If you add up, no, even if you add him up, I don't think he gets to 30. Uh, you said, however, the Packers will lose to Carolina, and a Packer vent line caller will question the decision to play Aaron Rodgers. Yes! That's a solid double. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's it's a part. A triple. It's a part. I mean, it's they were favored to lose to Carolina, and then if they lost, it was obvious someone would call. It's a double. Double, Judd? Yeah, double's fine. That's a, that's a good, it's a good prediction. It's a good I'm, I'm thinking about taking third, but fine. I'll hold up that okay, side. It's a good, just round it really wide and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> Test right the arm. Fi- right fielder will gun you down. Uh, I said Stefan Diggs will go over 100 yards against Cincinnati. Was not correct. I also said earlier in the year Stefan Diggs would lead the NFL in receptions. Probably take that off the board now. Uh, that Teddy would not play a snap in 2017. That Mike Sosha would not manage the Angels in 2018. He is as a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. That guy will never lose his job. Uh, But I did put together a few singles here. I said earlier in the year the Vikings would win 10 or more games and make the playoffs. I mean, they won eight last year. It's a single. They won eight last year. Uh, Vikings would win the NFC North. That Riley Reef would miss at least a game. That the Packers would not play in the Super Bowl, as Judd uh, predicted the opposite. Mm-hmm. 
and that the Packers would miss the playoffs. So a string of singles there to uh, bump the batting average. All right, so Judd, you need a hot streak here to get back in the in yeah, the race. Yep, to make up for lost time, definitely. All right, you predicted it. that Teddy Bridgewater would play another snap in the NFL, but that it wouldn't be for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You predicted the Packers would play in the Super Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium. That's bad luck. That's not going to happen. That Cordero Patterson would have 50 catches and 25 rushing attempts for Oakland. He's nowhere near either of those totals. He still can't run around to save his life, we found out. That Stefan Diggs would catch at least 90 passes this year. He has like 50. He got hurt. Bad luck. That the Vikings would miss the playoffs in 2017. And if they miss the playoffs, Rick Spielman's going to get fired. Oh, that was two different uh, Yeah, two different ones? Yeah, the offer to end the season there. Not to end the season, because there's going to be more things coming off the board. Oh, so you tease me as if to say I might get back I just in said it. you need to get hot, and keep then, your head and, up. That's and all then, I said. And, and, and then I you went through a litany of things I got up. wrong. I was very mean-spirited. Yeah, so nice, Christmas, season. Nice, nice Christmas season. Sorry. Grinch I'm just trying, troll. just trying to keep the drama alive as long as we can. Uh, so Judd is hitting 268. Dave is at 385. Oh, I'm at 401. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted that keeps going back oh. and forth. Uh, slugging percentage, I'm at 672. Dave's at 641. Judd is a Jason Tyner like 358 on the season. Still more things to come off the board for the season and for whatever we predict this Can't week. Can't wait till this year's done for this. I feel like 2018 is going to be a new year for me and write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go find a, a write that down shooting coach. Yeah, exactly. Right. You need Writing. a Jeff Pickler for your predictions. Yeah, uh, exactly right. Uh, so let's start with Judd here as we normally do. Three predictions each. All right. The Packers will have at least one player fined for an illegal hit on Anthony Barr on Saturday. And wow. that and that fine should come out. If it happens, it would come out late next week. I'm almost positive still, despite the uh, despite Christmas being on Monday. So the Packers will have at least one player fined for an illegal hit on Anthony Barr. So, in particular, on Saturday. All right. Um, Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. I'm going to go with a similar one, but in a different game. A Buffalo Bills player will get flagged for doing something to Rob Gronkowski. So a Bills player will attempt to get revenge on Gronkowski, and it will cross a line, and he will get flagged. I guess it would be a 15-yard penalty. I'll say a 15-yard penalty on a Bills player for getting revenge on Rob Gronkowski in that game. Write it down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. This was alluded to in Keys. Roads will be closed Saturday night. Jordy Nelson, two or fewer catches for the game. Wow. Okay. Two or fewer catches? Yes. I feel two on the season at that point. I feel like is it is it injuries for him or is it just that Aaron Rodgers made Jordy Nelson into the receiver that we saw the last several years? I think a little bit of of being banged up through the years, but I think it's mostly quarterback. They're always. I mean, that's the one position in sports that is completely reliant on uh, on your your QB to throw you the ball on a different person. Like you are, you're but like DeAndre Hopkins. Another person puts up huge numbers every week, despite having mostly crappy quarterbacks in Houston. And that guy's put up crazy numbers without yeah. Larry Fitzgerald has not had great quarterbacks. Kurt Warner for a few years. So maybe I don't know. Poor maybe jo- poor Jordy. I feel awful for him. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> All right, you can write this down. Kyle Rudolph will catch a touchdown pass, and he will do the Lambo leap subsequently after that on Saturday night. So Kyle Rudolph is not only going to catch a touchdown pass, probably from Case Keenum on Saturday, but he will then proceed to do the Lambo leap 
and I'm sure he'll be greeted by a mass of purple Vikings fans. All right, I like the Write prediction. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things I think down. Just seeing the ratio of Packers to Vikings fans is going to be fascinating because usually, I think at Lambeau it's still mostly Packer fans, but then at the Metrodome or U.S. Bank Stadium, Packer fans infiltrate yep. oftentimes. Yep. This might be a Vikings infiltration of Lambeau Field. Write this down. If that infiltration happens, they're going to be very happy about this prediction. This hasn't happened since 2005 in the Vikings-Packers matchup. The last time this happened was Dante Culpepper. Was it Dante? I think it was Dante. Might have been Brett. Actually, it might have been somebody else because Dante got hurt in 2005. Mm-hmm. The Vikings will beat the Packers by 14 points or more, by a solid two touchdowns or more in that game at Lambeau Field. Um, I looked it up the last. So the Vikings won earlier this year at U.S. Bank Stadium 23-10. to by 13 points. They haven't beat the Packers by 14 since 2005. It was a 31-17 win over the Packers. I don't remember the details of that game if Brad Johnson was the quarterback. The Packers but, team was absolutely atrocious. I think they won like yeah. four games all, all that year. Yeah, that was like Brett Favre like interception mode. Uh, but they will go in. I just, I'm having a hard time finding a formula unless the Vikings completely just turn the ball over four times mm-hmm. where the Packers uh, win that game. And the Vikings are going to do what they should do, which is go in there. And step on somebody. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Back to uh, Judd. Or no, Dave. Dave. Yes, it only gets worse for the Packers. Not only are they going to lose by whatever you said, perhaps, if that does come true. They're obviously going to lose because the quarterback situation is going to get worse. We will see Joe Callahan Saturday night. Wow. Love it. Like on the actual field, not on the sidelines in a jacket. In the game. Hoping you weren't going to make me clarify that so that I could <laughs> stick you with the uh, loophole next week. But yes, he will play in the game Saturday night. Joe Callahan under center for the green and gold. I love it. Amazing. All right. I jumped the gun there. So back to back down. to Judd, Dave, and then me to uh, wrap things up here. My last one Andrew Wiggins, your guy, will score 25 points or more on Saturday night in Phoenix. And Andrew, keep going back to that well. Andrew Wiggins is going well. Take no, him seventy shots. No, but you missed the scoop master on the uh, Thursday extravaganza. Yeah, his, no, his shooting the coach. The shooting coach is coming. The is that shooting, sanctioned by Tom Thibodeau? Do we know? We don't know. And 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 I am basically told we might not care. But here the shooting coach comes to save the day for Andrew Wiggins. Twenty-five or more points. That's good. I think his shooting coach should tell him stop shooting. You're, Here, here's you're, your see, coaching. You are. Here, I'm going to fly in. Uh, we're going to have a heart-to-heart here about your shooting motion. Yeah, it should be a layup. That's what your shooting motion should be. Why do you want to stop be. on his dreams? It should be a layup within three feet Write this down. of the rim. Dave? I thought you went next. It's you. Um, Come on, well, this out. No, I went out of order last time. So I'll go out of order again. I screwed this up the second it's round. That's the way it's gone the first two times, in fact. Is it? Yeah, yeah. you're fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, write this down. Write this down. Since we have to pick things that come off the board before the first of the year, I'm going to go with one of the top bowl games on the menu, a big college football rivalry, gentlemen. Toledo is a seven-point favorite over (laughs) Appalachian State. Appalachian State will pull a huge upset in the Dollar General Bowl. Oh, yes. That's right. You could probably hear that on this station, right? The what bowl again? The Dollar General Bowl. Oh, I always like that one. Yep. Appalachian State will upset Toledo in the Dollar General Bowl. Write it down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Parlay, Christmas Day, parlay coming up. Wolves related. They will beat the Lakers Christmas Day that night when they play. 
And during the broadcast, which will be done by the Inside the TNT crew, Charles Barkley will call Andrew out by Wiggins, or Andrew Wiggins out by name and rip him during the game, probably for his lackadaisical attitude on the floor. Wow. So we need uh, a Barkley rip job on Wiggins. Who's going to track that, by the way? I was going to say, Dave, you'll, you'll have to track that since you made the right that down prediction. That game starts at like 930. There's no way. Well, then it's going to have to go by. It's going to have to go by the wayside with the Tony Romo. No, but it's, it's a good it prediction. We'll, we'll, I'll figure it out. Okay, so some we need we need our army of listeners, right? To our our loyal listeners to you, tell you us. You think there's not going to be a few clips of Barkley from that game circulating the internet? If he gives a nice rip job on Wiggins, we'll find that. All right, we'll or they find. could just lose the game and it won't come true anyway. Right, but I think they're going to They might beat Lonzo Ball and company. They're yeah, they definitely the crap out of So there they are. Those are the last predictions. Now, it's possible that some of these things aren't going to come off. Like, there's an MVP voting one for Case Keenum mm-hmm. that applies to the 2017 season. That might not come off the board for a few weeks, so mm-hmm. uh, we will keep tabs on it. Uh, gentlemen, let's go back in the archives of the best and worst predictions of the Write That Down season when we come back here. There's some great ones on the board, too. There's one that Judd has on the board. I hope it comes true. It came close to coming true. It's a parlay, and part one happened. This is from like two years ago. But let's go through the archives of Write That Down when we come back here. What, are you okay? Why, what was that motion? No, no, no. I'm excited to hear it. I have no recollection of what this might be, and I, I actually want, want to hear it's it It's Johnny Manziel related. Oh, Mackie I know what Jeff. it is. Now, exactly what is this special surprise you mentioned there? Mackie and Judd are back on 1500. ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by Robert W. Baird and Company. Hey, Dave. Where's Phil? He's had some social media problems lately. What do you mean by that? It's a little like this. I mentioned the trees at Target Field. Royce is sick of me. I said PJ Fleck is the real deal. But Royce is sick of me. I made a joke about Mauer's legs that set off an internet powder keg. No matter how much I may beg. Well, Royce is sick of me. Oh, Patrick, block me on Twitter. I guess my last tweet made him mad. Patrick blocked me on Twitter. I must have said something bad. I love the Vikings' brand new dome. But Royce is sick of me. Maybe I should just stay home. Now Royce is sick of me. Even though he's the biggest troll, there's nothing but darkness in his soul. He doesn't deserve even a lump of coal. But Royce is sick of me. What? Patrick blocked me on Twitter. I guess my last tweet made him mad. Patrick blocked me on Twitter. I must have said something bad. Wow, that's bravo. How about that? That is a, that's a gem How about right there. that? Even when that you're out sick, we are producing songs at a breakneck speed. Wow. Thanks to Dave Harrigan. That's off uh, volume three, Songs by the U-Log. We now have a link on the homepage at 1500ESPN.com, so beware. If you click on it on accident, that's where you're going to find 30-plus <laughs> songs over three years of Songs by the U-Log. And we'll keep sprinkling you in on today's show. Some of our favorites from the last couple of years. Well, there's some classics. That's yeah, pretty good. Some, uh, there's some duds, too. By the way, uh, people chiming <laughs> in on Twitter here. Uh-huh. Our Minnesota Sports Year in Review. We're giving away different awards today. Um, 
Let's see. Joseph says you should have a Randy and Cottage Grove award for the best obscure football take or best draft take. Uh, Got to ask yourself, Phil, who had the best discussion of punt coverage in 2017? He did call in about punt coverage yeah, last week. It was very relevant, I'm sure. Uh, then Kent from the Star Tribune says, Dud of the Year nomination, Judd didn't write that down. But you won the batting title last year, so. Yeah, I just. Your gain, Babbitt was pretty I, high last year, though. Gain Not lot, repeatable. Gained lots of weight. You know, had, had fun. Didn't take my craft seriously for a year, and. Ended up with this season. You know, you should uh, maybe spend a couple weeks on the disabled list so that you can come back refreshed. I'm going back in the gym. I am going to rededicate myself. I'll tell you this right now. Write that down. I'm going to rededicate myself to a 2018 of excellence. Okay. All right. Or get traded to to the Rays for Chris Archer or something. Sure. I don't know if we could swing that, but uh, I do have a list of all the write that down predictions from the 2017 year here. You and I both have Johnny Manziel predictions on the board from like two or three years ago. I knew that's what you're talking about. You've got a Johnny Manziel will not be in the NFL for the start of the 2016 season that you (laughs) predicted over two years ago. Okay. And he will play in the CFL next. Now, I think a team was about to sign him to the CFL, but he had... I don't know if it was like a rushed thing or something happened that prevented him from going to the CFL. I predicted Johnny Manziel would star in a reality show before starting again in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to happen at some point, the reality show part, not the NFL part. Mm -hmm. But those are on the board. Uh, I have a list of all of our triples and home runs on the year, if you guys want to hear them. Let's start with... uh, Let's start with Judd here. Well, you only had, I think, one triple or home run. You have a bunch of doubles, but... You predicted in May during the playoffs that Jimmy Butler would be on the Wolves roster by opening night. So, okay. Bravo. That got me a triple? Uh, yeah, because at the time it was kind of a pipe dream. It was May. Yeah. The rumors hadn't started yet. And you but and they you had went, actively been trying to get him previously. Had they? But hadn't done it. Yeah, because... You know, they had, they, they now, had, this like, is last May, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they, had, they had actively started to try to get him right after Tibbs got the job. So, but still, it was it was seen as a long shot. I think that the Bulls were actually going to trade him. So, sure. I'll take the triple. Uh, and then Dave had a few of these here. Dave, uh, throughout the year, his triples and home runs, you said correctly the Twins would be in second place or better early in the year by the time the Vikings report to training camp. Yes! Now, that in retrospect, that's like, oh, well, they were... But they came off a 100 lot, or I'm sorry, a 59, 59 win season. Let's, 59 let, win let's season. get the FSN mentality correct, okay? They, right. they won 59 games in 2016. And uh, Dave got a triple for that one. It's a pretty good one. Uh, you also said early in the wild season, like first week in November, that the Judd Zolgad panic watch would turn to a panic warning within 72 hours. Yes. And you were right about yes, that. Yes. I, well, I, I was goaded, though. I had it. I had a discussion point on the wild throughout the course of that show, and both of you two said, "Oh no, make that an opening bell." And that was a different one. That was a different that, that one. Actually, I had that in front of me too. That was Dave predicting <laughs> oh, that I'm Judd sorry. Judd would lead the show at some point in early November with a wild rant. Yeah, which I was so I was manipulated into that. Yes, I'm just glad that I can provide uh, so much help for Dave's write that down campaign. No, no, no. (laughs) No, you're welcome. My manipulation of you is not you helping me. That's you being a mental midget. Oh, wow. Oh, snap. Uh, And then Dave correctly predicted the men's and women's hot dog eating champs. Now, Joey Chestnut was fairly obvious, but then you predicted the women's one, which I don't know. Maybe that was obvious, Mm -hmm. but just you get a triple for doing research. Kitchen table research, yeah. Correct. 
Um, I had a few triples and home runs as well. I This might have been the home run of the year. The Gopher basketball team, after winning only two games in conference, I said shortly after the year was over that they would finish above 500 in conference the next season. Mm-hmm. Now it's very good. Which they did. Yes, that was improbable at the time. I told you guys Byron Buxton would hit at least 240 this season. When, mm-hmm. And that was at his... That was when he was like four for 50 to start the season, and mm-hmm. I gave you that prediction. Um, I said Sam Bradford would throw at least three touchdown passes on opening night. That Eddie Rosario would go yard in the playoff game against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Green Bay would win at least two of their four games leading into the Carolina game, and Rodgers would come back. So those are the big, not a, not a ton of, I think we have to work on our home run swings for next year. Not a, There's not enough like big time home run predictions from us. We should do a, a home run prediction, write that down, once a month. For sure. So let's change it next year. Forced for sure did, once a month. Because we did one a month and a half ago now. We've done two home run days. Okay, yep. we should do a home run day, a home run Friday, once a month. Yeah. Where we have to absolutely swing for the fences. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Declete ourselves. Here's some of the more obscure ones. Uh, Dave predicted that Garrett Bull's kid would not be drafted. What was that one? He was the guy that uh, I think it was the interview or something after he was drafted in the first round. Said, yeah, because he, he had his baby with him. He had the baby with him, you know, the infant just born or whatever. And he said, yeah, I, uh, you know, 18 years, my kid's going to be up here. Wow. So we have an 18 year prediction. Yeah. Oh, and you guys ripped me for well, you getting have, down the line too well, much. Well, you have a, oh, well, let me go through the list of down the line future too predictions. Much. Yeah. Uh-huh. To be fair, that, that, was a, that was a bonus right Me- that down. I believe midget. I made that. You want to talk about mental midget? That's lazy. No, I made that as a fourth prediction of the day. So I still gave you three rock yeah, solid still predictions. Lazy. Still lazy as can be. Judd, you would know. Judd, Judd Fugue. Wow. Judd, this is personal. You know nothing about sports, so that's okay. Wow, what is happening right now? I just had to take a shot back. I wasn't going to let that Just go. being an ass. That's I was the it. holiday season. You started it, and the listeners can't stand you. <laughs> wow. Wow. But, but besides that, Merry Christmas. How many co-hosts have you been but through? But besides that, Merry Christmas. And I enjoyed each and every one of them. Until you said Merry Christmas the to them. Merry Christmas to them. Should I be wary on my way past the boss's offices today? Am I about to get a pink slip? <laughs> uh, these are the Judd future predictions that are still on the board here. If All our right. show is still around, I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah, it might not be uh, that the today. kickoff will be out of college football by 2021. I love that prediction. <laughs> I think it's still right. I think I'm still onto something. That the Big Big Ten restaurant will reopen at some point somewhere on the East Bank, but like, no problem. I'm still hoping for that. We'll I'm still hoping for point. that. By the I, way. I, I'm with you I, on that. I really am hoping Those subs for that. are amazing. Um, you have, where's this one? You have a you have a college softball one on here somewhere. <laughs> I do. You have uh, the NCAA will strip the softball committee of seating privileges. Oh, that was after that go for And yes. implement a pairwise like system before next year here. So we have a couple more months that's to take a, advantage. That, that's a completely <laughs> genius. It should have happened by now. Maybe they've done it. We That's just after the Gophers got that just awful, what, got sent on the road following their great softball season? Yeah. I'm looking out for the uh, softball folks on that one. Okay. You've got uh, Jose Barrios will win a Cy Young Award by 2020 on the board here. All right, yeah. And what's another one? There's a bunch of them here. Uh, Byron Buxton will be the World Series MVP in 2020. Okay, that's, that's a good one. That, yeah, that's Three a Three years one. away. That's a pretty good one, though. And uh, yeah, that's about. There's a mil- there's a million on the board here still. So those are, let's write that down year in review with some awkward tension between Dave and Judd, cutting cutting each other. Deep. 
Uh, Dave, what's coming up next in Stuff You Should Know About? We will have an NFL statistic that is too good to believe. Charles Barkley making things political and Bill Walton making things awkward. As always. We've got some big news. Mackie and Judd now continue. Can you smell it? On 1500 ESPN. And Stuff You Should Know About is sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. That's pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. All right, Dave Harrigan, a Friday edition of Stuff. Yeah, I guess we'll start it with the sad news, then we'll get to the more happy and fun stuff. But uh, the voice that was silenced. Oh, my! 82 years old, Dick Enberg, dead of a heart attack. Boys. NBC, man. I grew up, he was... When I started to watch NFL games in 1978, Merlin Olsen and uh, Dick did them for years there. He was fantastic. Yeah, I remember, uh, I mean, I think he's been around for so long. The different generations of fans remember him for different things. Mm-hmm. And I saw Royce tweeted, uh, that's right, I'm unblocked now as of two weeks ago. Congratulations. Yep. Nice really job. excited. Nice work. I did tweet a joke about the trees at Target Field last night, so I'm hoping that he doesn't see that that's and trouble. block oh, me. Yeah. But enough time has passed. Uh, he remembers Dick Enberg as the voice of the Angels. I remember Dick Enberg as the voice of NFL on NBC, basically. Yep. In the 90s. Not like the Sunday night stuff now, but when they had the full slate every weekend. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I saw a nugget that him and Vin Scully have combined to call 10% of no-hitters ever thrown in baseball. Really? Yeah. 30 no-hitters they've they've combined to call. That's a nugget. Yeah. Inside the NBA... Gosh, those guys are going to be fun. Um, Christmas night calling the Wolves game. But Charles was fun last night. Got a little political. We'll give out the Christmas presents, man. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to be doing that on I Inside mean, the NBA. This will be my second one this week, my second big gift. <laughs> okay. One more shout out. Oh, that Republican tax cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I was going to say, Shaq, they said it's going to trickle down. You know, I'm going uh, uh, to triple, trip. You were on a roll. I'm trickle my fat ass down to the jewelry store and get me a new Rolex. Pass it to nobody. No doubt. Thank you, Republicans. I know I can always count on y'all to take care of us rich people to one percent. Sorry, poor people. I'm I'm hoping for y'all, but y'all ain't got no chance. Oh, dude, that is. Yes, more of that. I hope. I hope the game, the, the Christmas Day game, is just like two hours of that right there. Oh, who cares what's be. happening during the game? Absolutely has to be. Uh, Do you guys catch anything of what happened between the Knicks and Celtics last night? Um, just that Michael Beasley is really good at basketball apparently now. Yeah, on a night, Kristaps Porzingis goes 0 for 11 from the floor. He leads the Knicks to a win. Over the Celtics, he scores 32 points, 12 rebounds, and this actually happened during the game. Listen closely. Great minutes off the bench, and he's been playing so well for this team the last few weeks. (laughs) Michael Beasley, no question, he can score. 
Oklahoma City. The crowd <laughs> at Madison Square Garden that, at the MVP champ. MVP. That toaster might be worth something after all. Hey, listen. The I've, toaster of an MVP is in your house. I've been using it the last couple weeks at home. Michael Beasley's toaster. Uh, Michael Beasley's cheese grater is also in possession. Those are now. MVP type items now, potentially. <laughs> most valuable player. Candidate. I should get him to sign it. When did the Knicks come to town? The Knicks have to be visiting sometime, I sure. would assume, right? Yeah. Maybe Michael will uh, will sign his old Saddle toaster. Yeah. Hey, here's your toaster. I won't tell him why he's signing a toaster until afterwards and then say, thanks for the signature and thanks for the toaster. <laughs> Appreciate it. Works this, well with bagels. This is one of my favorite stories uh, in the last 24 hours. Florida State. They're headed to a bowl game. A take on Southern Mississippi. I don't even know what game it is. Who really cares? But. Are you aware that they should not be heading to that bowl game? Have you seen this yet, boys? No, what happened? I saw a headline last night, but I didn't read the story. A user on Reddit who goes by the name Bacony Draco, whatever it is, he dove deep, boys. He dove deep into bowl eligibility. Florida State was 6-6 six and six this season. However, one of those wins came over FCS squad Delaware State a school that apparently did not fulfill the requirement that would have made a win over them count towards bowl eligibility. The average of grants in aid per year in football during a rolling two-year period is 54.815. This is 87% of the permissible maximum of 63. You with me yet? Okay. This means they, uh, Delaware State, was not in compliance with an exemption in the NCAA D1 manual, basically. So the FSU win over them shouldn't have counted. Yep. They should have been stuck at five wins, meaning teams that did get six wins, like Buffalo, Western Michigan, UTSA, who missed out on bowl games because they were full. They should have been heading to that bowl game. Buffalo coach Lance Leopold. It's altogether disappointing, especially after watching some of these early bowl games. We were the last team to beat Florida Atlantic, and yet we're sitting out. This puts another damper on what I felt our kids deserved. It's our responsibility next year, however, to guarantee a spot. Number one, I saw Buffalo play here, okay? I'm glad they're not playing again. Number two, how? why don't we get this? The NCAA and college sports, for the most part, are a joke when it comes to compliance. I mean, this whole thing of once in a while we get very upset because somebody didn't take a test or because somebody, the entire system is beyond screwed up, okay? So Florida State is going to make you more money by playing in that bowl game potentially than Buffalo. That's what it's all about. Like, like we have these conversations all the time about how, well, it's really, really surprising that amateur athletics are like, no, it's not. Amateur athletics, when it comes to the NCAA and college, are for the most part a joke. Uh, yeah, I think there's an easy fix here. Let's just get rid of like 15 of these bowl games. That, yes, that's fine. And yes. uh, and expand the the playoff. And then if they want to have an NIT like consolation bracket or something with eight teams, mm-hmm. you could pretty easily have a, a let's say an eight. Here's what you do: eight team playoff, and then a 16 team NIT of some kind. And then if those so those teams are going to wind up playing three or four extra games if they win it, whatever. Or 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 just have or just, yeah. have a cutoff at some point where you're not even debating whether a five or a six win team gets in. But Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, no one's clamoring to see the, Buffalo. The Buffalo Bulls. Sorry. Who was watching uh, UConn at Arizona last night? College basketball. Uh, you know what? I started watching I that game to see uh, Pash and uh, Bill Walton. It starts out uncomfortable. And I turned it, and I'm willing to bet it gets worse. Wow. Shame on you, because you probably missed what was the most awkward moment of the night, talking about pets. Have you ever seen a dog and a cat fight? Yes. 
who wins in your household. <laughs> How's Baxter doing? Uh, he died three years ago. Oh. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Oh. Oh. It's, that's how it goes. It's so oh. uncomfortable. <laughs> it is. Do you think Dave Pash once a week goes to ESPN management begging out of that job and they say no it's it's more entertaining to have you guys together awkwardly than the game itself usually that you're broadcasting the, so no we're going to keep you there the until only, you quit the only thing i can't decide at this point is if dave pash actually uh, allows it to be uncomfortable because it's more fun they started off the game and and right before tip off they said you know bill t- tell us about this arizona star and it's andre something and he says, you know, Dre is such and such, and this kid's great. And they get done, and Pash goes, well, well, let's uh, first off start by saying that his name is Andre, not Dre. And Bill Walton's like, well, but they all call him Dre. And Dave Pash goes, well, I know that, and we can get into nicknames later, but right now we should be telling the people the correct name. Okay, then. It's like, I one, that's not necessary, and two, what? Wow. No nicknames right now, Bill. Boy. It's very teacher-like. It's boy. Dave Pash has a full broomstick. What is that guy's deal? I have no idea. But it was unless he's just a brilliant straight man. If it's that's if, if he knows what he's doing, he's brilliant. That's the one thing. If he doesn't, then he's probably not a guy you're going to hang out with uh, on purpose at a party. Right? It's weird. Let's wrap this up with the NFL statistical tweet of the day and a bit of a quiz, boys. You're going to have to fill in the name I'm talking about. Are you ready? This quarterback has more passing touchdowns this season than Matt Ryan, fewer interceptions than Russell Wilson, a better QBR than Cam Newton, more rushing yards than Marcus Mariota, more passing yards than Derek Carr, and a higher completion percentage than Carson Wentz. Who is that quarterback? Is it Case Keenum? No. I mean, maybe he does too. I don't know. I haven't checked all his stats, but he's not the one listed here in the tweet. Hmm. More rush, so he runs. He throws some That's touchdowns. Okay, yeah. He doesn't throw picks. Doesn't really throw picks. Uh, I mean, Dak Prescott? Is it Dak? I don't know. There's a reason why I, you're asking that. I don't know. Wait, it's, this is a trick question. This is a different league. This is no, CFL. No, no, okay. no. This is an NFL quarterback. Blake Bortles. Okay. It's been great lately. Blake bleeping Bortles. Um, yeah, he, the last three games, has thrown for like 300 yards on average, no interceptions. If you get that going into the playoffs, Jaguars might have a real shot to make some noise. You guys don't believe in them. Uh, let's unveil the final track off Volume 3, Songs by the U-Log. When we come back, we can continue on throughout the show with our Minnesota Sports Year in review. We're giving out awards. Todd Furman will help us with our NFL picks against the spread, including Vikings by nine over the Atlanta Falcons. We also, Atlanta Falcons, the uh, Green Bay Packers. We have a bunch of cool prizes to give away for Game Show Friday today uh, as well. We have a couple night stays at Mystic Lake Casino and Hotel. We have four packs of tickets to go for hockey uh, this upcoming week against Army. So stay tuned. Now, one o'clock, Superstar is going to join us. It's Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackey. I'm a big fan of yours, man. I'm a big fan. Judd Zolgad. Why can't you be enthusiastic and quirky? Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Boys, we got a new football coach in town. I'm sure excited about this one. Yeah, defense should be good. Yeah, clock management might be a little bit of a problem, but we can work on that. No need to sweat the details. I tell you what, I believe in him. 
Tracy Clays. He's going to be a good one. You better watch out. We got a new guy. Runs motion at the goal line and bleeds the clock dry. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. He used to assist. His defense was grand. He's got a girl's name now. Tracy's the man. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Oh, yeah. A close game against Michigan. Covered at Ohio State. Victories sure are great. You better watch out. We got a new guy. Runs motion at the goal line and bleeds the clock dry. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. So, of the 30 plus track songs by the U-Log, and Dave Harrigan is the lyrical mastermind behind uh, 90 plus percent of these tunes. Your best lyrical work might be He's Got a Girl's Name, Now Tracy's the Man. <laughs> I've always been very, very proud of that line, yes. <laughs> where, where were you when that struck you? Were you <laughs> Don't ask. Where, we need a VH1 behind the music here. I where, actually, where were you? you? You helped with the lyrics on that song because we were actually discussing it in that studio before a show one day, and we said, oh, Santa Claus is coming. Tracy Clay is coming. It totally works, and we were putting it together, and I think you came up with the line before that, um, uh, his defense is grand. And it just popped in my head. He's got a girl. Tracy's the man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, The only one that we've never done is Rudolph the Red Zone tight end, which is like an obvious one that we could do anytime. When I saw one of the Vikings writers, Mark Craig, had like Rudolph the Red Zone receiver Mm -hmm. as a... As a Twitter headline yesterday, so mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's too obvious the Rudolph one. I, I had a run, run Rudolph that uh, that different one. tune uh, put together this year is just one we didn't get done for uh, for this uh, volume. But that just means you know there's another album probably coming next year. Possible, yeah. It's uh, maybe it'll be on a like a different station or just a podcast. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to see where 2018 takes the Maggie and Judd show. Um, all right, this is the final track off of Volume Three, Songs by the U Log. And it's a special ode to Dave Harrigan's Sports Person of the Year in Minnesota, the head yeah, coach of the Gopher football team. Yeah, well, I, there's only one person that's, I can't say there's nobody that's loved P.J. Fleck more than you, so who better to sing a little tune in honor of yes. uh, Mr. Fleck? With NFL picks on the horizon. Me feeling elite, PJ. 
PJ. With that hyper culture. PJ. You know I like what I see. PJ. Baby, roll the boat now. People say he's full of crap. Nothing but a sideshow act. But just wait till we start to roll. Next year it's a Jan one bowl. PJ. Demry Croft wanted out. PJ. So he found a Juco QB. PJ. To end this passing drought. PJ. Baby, roll the boat now. Say he's full of crap, nothing but a sideshow act. But just wait till we start to roll. Next year it's a Jan one bowl. PJ already extended his contract. PJ he's making big time cash, PJ. so he could buy his wife the Cadillac. PJ 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 PJ. Yeah.